You want to know the secret to becoming an A-list copywriter? It's the X factor. What is that? Well, I'll not only explain it, but I will show it to you and help you feel it. Feel what you want your readers to feel. All part of Copy Chief Live. My first live event. So excited, man. October 9th and 10th, right here in St. Petersburg, Florida. You don't want to miss out on this. John Carlton, Joe Schrieffer, Todd Brown, Paris Lampropoulos, Marcella Allison, Henry Bingaman, other surprise guests. It's going to be the talk of the industry, and it'll be a shame if you're not there to witness it. October 9th and 10th, right here in St. Pete, Copy Chief Live. Go to copychief.live, copychief.live. Watch my crazy video, have a laugh, get your ticket, and I'll meet you here. Welcome to Copy Chief Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers. This is the show where you hear directly from all the experts at copychief.com how to write better, sell more, and have a greater impact using the power of your words. Let's do it. Hey, welcome to Copy Chief Radio. It's Kevin Rogers here, back with my friend, for her third appearance. Wow, Angie Coley. What's up, Angie? Uh, it's going great. How are you, man? Doing really good. It's great to talk with you and excited little hint to the folks that we're going to have our live event in October. And one of my goals is to get everybody in our industry who loves music and plays music on a stage together. And that includes you fronting the <laughs> band with those badass blues vocals of yours. That would be awesome. I'm super excited. And John Carlton, if you're listening, I will send you a singing telegram to get you to come. <laughs> We're going to chase Carlton down. I'll go pick him up and drive him if I have to. <laughs> uh, I want to hear that man play with a band. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That's in October. Right now, we're going to talk about writer's block. Now, Angie, we were talking about how, and speaking of Carlton, you know, like John taught me years ago that, look, there's no such thing. I don't want to hear it about writer's block. His take, and I agree, is that usually if you're feeling what you call writer's block, all it means is you haven't done your research because if you've done your proper research, then really you just like, you're like, let me at it. Uh, uh, this is going to, stuff's going to pour out of me. But there are circumstances where it's not, you're not going through that full process, right, Angie? Mm -hmm. you know you, sometimes you've got a hard deadline or an unexpected deadline you got to get the words out and you're just not in the right headspace you're not feeling it and you faced this issue back in your agency days mm -hmm. uh yeah actually uh, and sometimes there wasn't even it, it, to take carlton's point and expand on it you know i i don't think it's necessarily always just research sometimes i think that you're either bored with the topic and you're not really interested. And I mean, when you're really bored, you're not actually going to be able to sit down and focus on something. Or sometimes if it's controversial or it's, there's a lot riding on it at high stakes, you might be subconsciously scared of what happens when it goes out there into the real world. So I think there's a lot of reasons why you might encounter this kind of block, but you're right. You know, sometimes in the agency days, something would come through and it had to go out, whether I had time to research, whether I was feeling inspired or not. Yeah. So yeah, I came up with a bunch of tricks to just get myself to produce, even when my brain was like, dear God, no. 
<laughs> anything but this. That's when I yeah. start like reorganizing my closet by season and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alphabetizing my bookshelf. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's uh, let's hear some of your your go to tricks when the chips are on the table. Well, my my first and easiest one was changing locations. You know, the good thing about being a writer is that you can take your laptop and go anywhere. You don't have to have a Wi-Fi connection if you've got a word processor of some sort. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes you'll find that just by literally physically moving yourself somewhere else, the words will start to flow. I don't know what it is, some weird brain voodoo trick, but <laughs> that's worked for me. Yeah. Like I rotate between my upstairs office and my front porch and the library and the coffee shop down the street. And usually between one of those places, I could get a whole bunch of work done. Yeah, that's a really good thing. It's sometimes... It, it says that some people really like the chatter of a coffee shop, right? I like being in a public place, but I have to wear earbuds and check out with like some focus music. I like brain brain.fm is a really good one. Yeah. I have a focus at will. I think I got that years ago on your recommendation. Yeah, that's a good one too. I don't know if they've updated it. My only issue with them was it felt like it was the same few songs yeah. over and over. So. And and brain.fm is around the same price, and they seem to have more variety. But, yeah, choose your poison. There's some good ones out there. Cool. All right, so number one, change locations. What's another one? Number two is shutting off the computer entirely and just writing things out by hand. Mm. You know, we're, we're kind of so addicted to screen time these days that, you know, it's easy to be intimidated by the blank page factor. So sometimes when you just write it down, and see what pops into your head. You know, I'm a big fan of Dean Jackson's 50-minute focus finder. Mm-hmm. You set a timer for 50 minutes and you make yourself write down everything that you think of, you will think of something. <laughs> yeah. You're not just going to like hum and have white space between your ears for 50 minutes. <laughs> I would love that if I could do that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> go, that'd be great. But I can never shut this old brain up. So I know <laughs> that if I, if I put the pen to paper, the thoughts will come. Yeah, that's a that's a really good. I tell you that this is my number one that you just mentioned. It's an interesting thing because I definitely, first of all, it's just getting away from the distraction too, right? Of mm-hmm. you know something about I'm in a certain mode when I'm on the laptop. Then if you're on paper, like that signals to my brain, oh, we're here to write. This is what we're doing. And I think there's something very visceral about you know, your brain lights up a different way when you're actually physically running a pen or a pencil across a page. And I'll even switch instruments based on what kind of uh, flow I'm looking to get into. So for instance, if I'm kind of outlining something, I like mechanical pencils because Hmm. I like to, I like to be able to erase and change in, in almost like kind of drawing it out a draft but mm-hmm. if I'm really looking to get into more of a stream of consciousness writing flow, then I want like a nice flowing pen. Oh, yeah, that's really good. You know, I once, and I don't use it because it's, it's a little bit labor intensive, but I once got this awesome glass pen that you dip into an ink, like old-fashioned inkwell, mm. and write with that. I need to bust that out and play with it again. Yeah, <laughs> you get your quill going and one of those, one of those <laughs> collars that looks like it would choke you if you... Push your neck down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Go back. Let's to go the, full on writer. Yeah. 19th century. Okay. Awesome. Change locations. Get away from the computer. What's another one? I mean, the downside to writing is that there are a lot of people that either, you know, they don't write, they don't like their handwriting, they can't write very quickly. 
hand cramps up since we type so much these days. So that's when I recommend trying free writing, mm. which, you know, if you have the discipline, you can do it in a Word document. But the key to free writing is not to edit at the same time. It's just to write down everything that comes to you. No backspaces, no substituting words, no deleting paragraphs and starting over again. Like with free writing, you've got to do the same thing you would do with pen and paper, which is just write down everything that comes into your head without editing yourself. Yeah, that's that's a good one. And we used to do a thing. Do you know the book called Writing Down the Bones by <laughs> Natalie Goldman? It's, it's a good book. It's been around forever. I remember we, we read it when we were you know, in our early 20s comics, and we all fancied ourselves writers to some degree. And there's a great exercise in there where you just write stream of consciousness for five minutes, and there's two rules. One is you can't stop writing no matter what. So, like, if you're literally run an idea runs dry on you you have to write what's going on in your head like okay i'm this is starting to feel stupid i don't have anything else to say on this topic and the next thing you know you'll be, <laughs> you'll be off on something else and you'll be writing again right and yep. and the other thing is like you said you, you your editing hand has to come off the page and yep. i don't i don't know what the, if because uh, i'm right-handed most people are right-handed so my left hand is my editing hand because it connects to my right brain. Is that how that works? I think so, yeah. And so I, I don't know if, if that makes a difference, the physicality of that. Essentially, though, the hand that's not doing the writing is your editing hand, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of like uh, reviewing everything as you go, and you got to take that out of the equation. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I've heard that there are programs out there that kind of help, like, force you to do that. They'll disable the ability to backspace all right they yes. will take over the screen so that you can't switch out and you can set yourself a word limit or a character limit and you have to meet that before the program will let you go on and i think there's i know there's one called flow state i think there's a crazy one out there that you can literally set it to like psycho mode or something to where if you stop writing for a while it'll start deleting all the stuff that you wrote down <laughs> wow. that's intense <laughs> Yeah, the key is, you know, I don't really use those programs because I've kind of learned to just like turn off the editing side while I'm writing. Yeah. But yeah, just get into that state and write down. Even I've, I've written down in first drafts that like, this is stupid. I don't have anything to say. I don't know where this is going. This is ridiculous. And eventually something pops into my head where I'm like, ooh, I got an idea and just follow it down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I'll give you one that I, I really like to do if I'm if I'm just like, I've had you know three starts and stops and I'm just I can't get any flow is I'll write the way over the top like onion-esque satirical version of the letter right <laughs> it's like what's the opposite of of what I should be saying or how I should be addressing the reader you know like if the client ever saw this draft I'd be shunned from the industry <laughs> And, you know, you're just like making yourself laugh going over the top with, you know, dear asshole, you know, and, <laughs> and then you, you know, just like the worst stuff you could say. And because you're you're writing, but you're you're not judging because you're trying to be outrageous, like really quickly. Next thing you know, you're actually writing the proper copy and you just be very careful to remember to go back and delete that part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you got the beginnings of a first draft, you know? Yes. Oh, that sounds great. I haven't tried that one. I'm going to have to add that to my arsenal of tricks here. Yeah, right, the onion version. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right, you've got one here. Now back to research. Do more research. 
So, I mean, one of the biggest things about getting started is is just that whole blank page and not really knowing, do you start in the middle? Do you start at the end? Do you start writing bullets? Like, where do you start? How do you write that first sentence? So sometimes I will, you know, make it intentional that I don't start from a blank page. I'll go out to the internet. I'll do a little bit of research. You know, the key is not to go into a rabbit hole and get stuck doing hours of research, but, you know, find a good, a couple good things that, explore the idea that you're trying to communicate, copy and paste an entire paragraph, an entire page, how much ever you feel is relevant. And then once I have a page or two, I would just delete everything but the best couple lines. Hmm. And then I've got a place to start. You know, I've got some sentences, I've got the seed of an idea that'll help me kick it off. Yeah, that's good. Do you sometimes write just one part of what needs to be written? For instance, it's usually easy to just like write the offer Mm-hmm. You know, like say you're going to go through the how many modules and what's in them and those sort of things. Yeah, the ones that this sounds bad, but it is what it is. You know, the ones that don't require quite as much thinking. You know, like there's only really so many ways to put together a guarantee. You know, and as long as you know what your client is or you is comfortable offering as a guarantee, you can write that up pretty quick. You can write the offer up pretty quick. Right. And since it's the intro and the sales portion and the bullets and the headline that are going to take a lot of brain power, then knocking out those things that aren't as much of a cognitive load, that's a really easy way to reduce that blank page syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Because you know you're starting to fill up some space and you're like, all right, we're, we're doing something here. We're making progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're checking some stuff off <laughs> yeah. the list. Coaching yourself along. You did good today. You got, you got the guarantee written. That was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, my friend, get a cookie. That's right. Here's your cookie. <laughs> That's great. All right, another one here, Walk and Talk. Yeah, I mean, the, the I know that there was one a while back called Dragon Naturally Speaking, but even Google's speech-to-text engine is, is getting a lot more accurate these days. And so if you wanted to just literally walk around with a headset and talk to yourself like a crazy person, <laughs> but, you know, guess what? When you're talking to yourself, you also can't edit. So every word that comes out of your mouth is going to go into onto that piece of paper when the engine finishes typing it for you. So it lets you, like, for people that can't write fast, for people that can't type fast, that lets you get everything out. You're just going to have to go back in and scrub for, you know, the the mistyped words, the misheard words that the engine didn't quite get. You know, you don't want it to say, you know, the S word when you meant to say shirt. So, (laughs) Right. Yeah, you got to do some heavy editing with that, but... I really like, I've been using that more and more. And you know what's interesting is my kids, my 13-year-old son, my daughter's 10, he just wrote an entire speech using voice to text because it was much more comfortable for him. And I think it really helped with that, especially because obviously it's a speech, right? And so he's hearing how it's going to sound as he's saying it. And so that's an interesting idea. It's like whatever the medium's going to be, sort of use that and use technology to let that guide the writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great practice for him. That's, that was super smart. Yeah. And I mean, the, the main thought behind all of these tricks is, is to kind of force yourself to get a first draft down, right? And I think most people kind of psychologically stop themselves because they're afraid of, of judgment, which is a perfectly valid concern. Most writers deal with that at some stage or another almost every project, but you know, nobody is going to see the first draft if you don't let them. Mm -hmm. So you kind of got to get over that fear of what you put down on paper is crap. I mean, the first draft is almost always crap. I write crap 
I'm sure Carlton has written crap. <laughs> I'm sure you have written crap. Oh, yeah. I wrote crap this morning. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, but that's a, it's a great point. It's like not everything gets to go out, and it's, it's yours. It's your private process, you know? There's a great book. One of my favorite books is uh, East of Eden by John Steinbeck. And there's a can- companion to that book called, uh, I forget I forget the name of it, but it was basically every, every morning to start his writing process, Steinbeck would go into his little cabin there across the yard from his house, from his residence, and he would write a letter to his editor just to get to get in the flow and talking about how the characters are developing and how he's decided, had this breakthrough or decided one part of the story's not working. And they published that. And it was it was really fascinating to see that was basically him writing getting the crap out, right? Yeah. And it was still interesting to read, but it wasn't nearly like reading the finished novel or you, you know, you can even though it's been through editing and stuff, clearly he had incredible inspiration writing that part. So mm-hmm. yeah, like get the get you know, find a way to get the crap and it might take an entire first draft. It just Give yourself permission. And I'll tell you, Angie, that's my biggest Achilles as a... Now, with email, I can do it. Like, I could sit down and pump something out that I feel I was in the moment with, I felt inspired by. Hopefully, normally, I'll take a couple of reads through it and catch most typos. I still send out an inordinate amount of typos (laughs) for a guy who's a copywriter. But, man, if you're writing something longer version, like Carlton... As my mentor would always say, dude, you, you got to learn how to get that that dirty first draft out, right? Because, yeah. and he had a great point that if nothing else, say something were to happen and you couldn't meet the deadline, at least you have something to turn into your client, right? Like a starting yeah. point to show that we're working here. This is where we're starting from. And I just could never do it. I couldn't. It's really hard for me to get my editor off the page. And so a lot of the stuff we're talking about here today is valuable not only for getting going, but for keeping going without mm-hmm. overthinking the whole way. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's really just, it kind of comes down to, to discipline. I think I, I heard a friend tell a story about how when she met Neil Gaiman recently and she asked him what a lot of people ask him is, you know, how did, how did you become a writer? And he's like, you know, I feel like people are expecting this magical answer, you know, that, that i I'm blessed with these great, crazy ideas and I just sit down and it's a joy to work. The reality is I just, I sit down and I do the work every day and somehow here I am. (laughs) Yeah. And you can't wait for inspiration. You kind of have to force that first draft because in reality, writing is rewriting. The first draft is never going to be what's published. It's never going to be what's published. Absolutely right. And it's the same with comedy, with jokes, with anything. It's like, get the idea. Sometimes they fall out of the sky, a little piece of magic. Mm -hmm. Song lyrics, we've heard about songwriters saying, I don't know, I woke up and it was there and I put it on paper and now that's what you hear. But very rare, right? Usually Mm -hmm. it's just, it's it's, it's slaved over. But you've got to get that first draft out and... And these are great ways to get going when you're just not feeling it. Great stuff, Angie. And by the way, that book I mentioned is called Journal of a Novel, if you're interested in the Steinbeck letters to his editor while he was writing East of Eden. Great stuff, Angie, man. And I want to just congratulate you. You've really had some major breakthroughs lately in your career. (laughs) You're working with some very high-level clients now, and really proud of you and happy for you. 
Awesome. Well, I mean, thank you for your help. If you hadn't kicked me off the ledge from my corporate job, I might still be there in my cube. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, now you're free as a bird and figuring out how to not get hung up on writer's block. So thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you in Copy Chief. All right. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you dug the show. Come on over to copychief.com. That's where you'll find all the backlog, all the transcribes, all the show notes, and all the free weekly copywriting tips. Copychief.com.